0: Thank you so much, Benito, Benito, Benito Thompson for that wonderful jingle, not made for this show, but perfect for it. And of course, it's your boy Stein with another lovely episode of Shut Up Stein. Been a while. I'm I got to say, I'm really enjoying these unplanned hiatuses. Uh, and then we just come in out of nowhere like a bolt of lightning to continue our saga on Scuffology, the multi-part series that Anthony DiDio refuses to participate in. Uh, But today I've got two guests who I don't know if you might expect them to be on an episode about scuffing, but I needed to hear from them because when we talk about scuffing, we normally just talk about like knifing and like these techniques. And sometimes all you need to do is smear the ball against something and that gets it done. So to help me kind of break down these lesser known techniques are two time defending United Wiffle Ball Champion, Ryan McElrath, and way, way back in the day, Fast Plastic Champion, Randy Dalby. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. My <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you all here. Uh, I got to say, my apologies. I know that the folks listening can't hear, but I'm I'm like a sweaty mess. Let me tell you a quick story before we get into things. When I was in gym class freshman year, our high school was so small that they didn't have time to run like four consecutive gym classes. So they would stick the freshmen in like the wrestling room and they would play these old Billy blanks, tie bow tapes and we'd do tie bow and we would always make fun of it. It was so corny. And now I'm in my thirties and looking for like a new source of cardio. I started doing these Billy blanks videos. That dude is a demon. Like he is unrelenting and will make you sweat. If you don't believe me, do his like 50 minute intense abs workout and come back to me and tell me what you think. Cause that shit is uh. fire. No doubt. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's enough about me. Let's talk about whiffs. Uh, Ryan, I want to start with you if that's okay. Nope. Before we get into it, I got to ask one pressing question, which is I was there. I know Randy was there for the final moment of this past year's United Wiff ball tournament. Red hit a walk off home run. And in the blink of an eye, Ryan, you and your brother were on second base, shirtless, pumping <laughs> your chest. We're the champions. We fucking did it. What's first of all was that planned, and second of all, what's going through your head as that is? That, is that just instinct? Is that primal instinct, or was yeah, that no,
1: not at all? Uh, I kind of, I think we both just kind of blacked out, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just the rest was history. I did, I think I remember <clears throat> taking my shirt off after, though. Uh, i saw tim by the dugout on the side of the field and i just i
0: didn't know what else to do so (laughs) the tank top came off completely (laughs) (laughs) it's funny we were we were joking about it because when that game started everybody booed red right everybody booed red when they introduced him and then you guys are like screaming into the abyss and i just remember jordan turning or not jordan uh fucking like winnie turns to Norris and goes, what the fuck? We weren't booing you guys. We were booing Red. And that's my only memory of that moment.
1: Yeah, no, but I all right, I,
0: I had to ask about that. Randy, you saw that, right? Like, I didn't imagine that. All fun. right, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. So, um, Ryan, I would say when it comes to like the national circuit right now, It's you and, like, maybe two or three other people as the most unhittable pitchers. And, uh, you you know, the past couple years, we've been treated to be able to, you know, watch you pitch on the main stage in that final game. And from where I'm standing, it looks like you're throwing a two-seam fastball and a riser and every now and then an off-speed thing. How have you been able to put guys away and put guys away in such dominating fashion with such a simple arsenal.
1: Uh, it's just I feel comfortable throwing it. Um, the the fastball screwball is really effective, and um, yeah, I just can throw pretty hard right now, so I think that's helping <laughs> yeah. a lot.
0: I, I mean, look, velocity is great, but it's twenty twenty three. Guys can hit velocity. You know what I mean? Like you see some of these new guys coming out here and throwing absolute smoke tanks. There's something else to it.
1: Yes, uh, I throw everything from the same angle pretty much and just try and hit my spot. Uh, And I never really threw hard. So now that I can throw hard, uh, it
0: just adds on to all that. Fair enough. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you treat your ball heading into a game? Because I got to pick one up and it looked uncomfortable
1: oh yeah no it's not i mean the first balls i was stuck really when i was younger were on the concrete so i would get a good concrete ball going mess around with that so the sandpaper is not much different
0: interesting so you're using you're using like old school sandpaper on it huh 80 grit yeah around the whole
1: ball and uh i do a few other things certain spots get hit a little more a little less but uh yeah just my knowledge of scuffing i
0: do what i have to and i can pretty much get them all consistent now interesting Uh, oh i think that that's the hardest thing when you're when you're using sandpaper on the ball at least when i was using sandpaper on the ball 10 15 years ago very unpredictable stuff you know what i mean no two balls were the same and so you're saying you do the whole thing the entirety of the ball but some areas are a little bit more pressured than others
1: yeah yeah basically uh, and, uh, and that'll change too uh, depending on wind or whatever might be going on
0: yeah just, okay
1: all I, right yeah i did i mean just because i never was someone who used other people's balls i was always scuffing the ball my whole career so i have a basic a pretty good knowledge actually on how to sc- like just where to scuff the ball how to do it yeah nice I love them. The moves i make on it have been working so
0: <laughs> yeah well clearly yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> you guys you guys had quite the comeback after after a couple years back uh that owen three coming right back winning back to back no one can say anything about that anymore i would trade an owen three performance for back to back championships any day oh of the yeah week. that's that's exactly what we needed we just needed a needed a down year like
1: that and we certainly made it count that's for sure
0: yeah no doubt no doubt man so all right um one more question and then I'm going to move over to Randy and then we'll all three kind of get into some stuff. Um, You got your start in Palisades and Palisades is of course, notorious for the bucket and not just any bucket, but a bucket full of whatever the hell you want to put in there. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you transitioned from being a bucket pitcher to being more of a traditional one ball guy? Was that difficult? And how, if at all, have your scuffing techniques changed to accommodate for that?
1: Oh man. Oh uh, so yeah, like I said before even Palisades, the first balls I ever scuffed were like concrete. I'd mess around with sandpaper here and there. Then I found out how to use a traditional uh like box pattern knife cut. Uh so the hardest part in Palisades was trying to find I I was able to cut balls consistently so I could cut you ten balls that moved exactly the same pretty much and Maybe mine didn't move the most or have the nastiest movement, but I could guarantee you that all 10 were going to move basically the same. So that counts for something. So, no,
0: absolutely. I mean, it's like you said, hitting your spots,
1: right? I mean, yeah, just uh, years. So I played Palisades for about, I think, seven years. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I was cutting balls before that. So just that many years of doing it, I mean, I found consistency and just got knowledge of it. So now, fast forward, I'm tinkering around with the sandpaper ball, and uh, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm found out it would work and going with it. I All wish right. I, could, I wish I could have added it to the bucket back then because that would have been pretty nasty. But <laughs> I was just comfortable with my uh my cup pattern and uh
0: and a clean ball back then. Surely. Yeah. No doubt. All right. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about like that kind of coming back to the sandpaper situation. But first I want to turn my attention to Randy, Randy, yep. I would say you've got to be the most experienced player under the age of 50. I, I can't think of anybody who's got as many years under their belt or even close to it as you. And I bring that up because it, it makes me feel like you've seen the entire progression of scuffology happen like before your eyes. And every time I see you, every time we play, you got something new. There's a little it, it's a it's a knife ball, but then it's a different knife ball. And then there's a there's a a, a scrape ball and a ball that you let your dog chew on. And, <laughs> and all these all these different techniques, it always feels like you've got something new. And as a result, your pitches are over always ever so slightly different. Is that by design, or are you just kind of like finding a ball? on any given day and just going.
2: Uh not so much in these days. I'm pretty consistent. I've gotten very comfortable with the tool I use and the pattern I will put on the ball. And that's mm. that's something I that I struggled with for a long time. Um but yeah, I mean to go like way back in the day when the ball was actually different, the old 39 balls. Mm. Um, I used a, just basically a clean ball and you would just put some dents in it. Um and that would get me that would get it to drop and I would just throw drop balls over and over pretty much. But you could you could also come down at different angles, get it to move differently. Um so I historically have not liked Scott Like whatever reason I've tried different things. I can't get it to, to do what I want. I can throw risers fine, but I I haven't experimented a lot in a while, especially recently. I haven't messed with it too much, but uh, there are tournaments out here now that are only scuff, no cut. So mm-hmm. I have some concrete that I've found that I can get. It's just the consistency. Like I can work on four or five balls on the concrete, and like two of those balls won't work. And it's like, I don't know. I'll do the same thing on each one, but some of them work, and I'll keep those ones for, for those type of tournaments.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like that that's what that's what made me so interested in Ryan's answer. Cause he was like, I'm able to produce a like a perfect sandpaper ball every time. That's not normal, right? It's normally like you'll you'll do five balls the same way and then three of them will work. And the other two, it's like, oh better luck next time, right?
2: But yeah, that's the way yeah, it used to be, especially with scuff. like for me, historically, scuffing and concrete balls, very inconsistent. But since I switched, so I had to look up, it up as a uh, a wood planer, like a scraping tool, but it actually has like a kind of a little knife on the end. I got very like I was using knives and I was like nearly cutting myself up, so I got very uncomfortable with <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but we found this tool and I was like, "This might work." And sure enough, it's it works really well, and I can I can bring that with me, and then I can make a ball on the spot, and I know what it's going to do, very consistent. Um, but it's that it's been a big changed for me over the years is developing that and then now i can make that instantly like if my ball breaks it's working well i can just make a new one and pick up right where i left off pretty much
0: all right you're using a wood planer i i think i know what you're talking you're talking about the thing that you push it and it shades yeah, yeah. Wood off in little tiny ribbons
2: yeah but it's, uh, it's oh my like, god it's got like a side part that has a it's like a more of a blade so this yeah, is this yeah. kind of a dual purpose one, but I use that part. But it's also the way I can grip it. Like I can like I can rotate and not worry about stabbing
1: myself. Okay. That's what
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I'm, I'm picturing. I'm peeling it like, like an orange. An orange yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that, yeah.
0: So, wow. So what kind of pattern are you making with this thing?
2: So, uh, yeah, it's very... Different, so I do get a lot of comments like, "Oh, this is kind of straightforward. Not a lot of, not a lot of cut to it." Um, I do a kind of a criss Crisco pattern on the bottom pole side, and then like the the solid side, I will do um, actually a horizontal cuts, not vertical like most people do. Mm. Um, uh, it for whatever reason works really well with for what I like to throw.
0: Okay, wow. And, like, I, I mean, I've seen your stuff so much. So, like, you've got, like, you've got, like, a classic riser and then there's, like, a cut riser. And you've got that terrible drop curve that, like, sometimes it doesn't drop and then sometimes it's, like, a, like an old-school Kevin Norris drop curve. And, like, I think, I think I'm think i starting to understand the unpredictability of your pitches. if you're out here peeling it like a damn fruit. Like, that kind of makes sense now.
2: Uh, it could be, like, just – slightly altered each pitch like maybe the wind or the air catches it a certain way each time mm. but i know i do you know depending on how you throw it you can move your wrist around a little bit get it to do just slightly different things each time too so there's a little bit of that involved
0: yeah yeah there's but a lot fun. of a lot of wrist action no matter what if you're using a tool you're using your wrists and some way you're rotating the ball or yeah wow that is that is a that's a new one Man, I thought we saw it all when they brought cheese graters into the picture, but I guess not, man. God I'm damn. Not
2: I'm not using the grater; side. I'm using like the cut part just to make that clear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. But still. Um, all right. So throughout the 2010s, and this is this is the kind of the part where I'm gonna open it up just sort to both of you to see what y'all have to say about this. Um, throughout the 2010s, it felt like guys were trying to get more and more futuristic with their scuffing patterns. Like, we went from just like, you know, dirt balls to concrete to sandpaper to knives to – I used to use a wood burner, and there are guys out here using steel wool and cheese graters. Have you seen what Poochie does to the ball with a damn hacksaw? Like, it felt like we were careening towards some sort of dystopian future. And then in around 2018, 2019, right when Coop really got the unscuffed ball popular, it almost feels like there was like a reset. And then I started throwing the unscuffed ball. And now it feels like guys are starting to move in the direction of some of those more old school patterns. And I got to say, like, Ryan, I think people who have watched you be successful with the sandpaper ball have taken note. And I think that's part of the reason why that is maybe starting to happen. And Randy, people I think have watched you be just super consistent without all that doctoring and carving and the, the, and the, and the cutting. And I think that they're realizing like, Hey, it's maybe not the, necessarily the way we treat the ball, but it's more about like, what works for us? Do you, what direction do you all think scuff balls are heading because i don't think they're going away i but i do think that they will continue to change so I'll, I'll leave that open to gross speculation from either of you um i mean yeah that's basically what i feel
1: i've always felt that way it's not about uh like trying to copy somebody else or whatever it's really what works for you i mean i truly believe you can get people out with a fastball anybody if you just know what you're doing with it so uh Sometimes you gotta switch it up and just do what's working. You don't have to have the best looking ball or use the coolest tool. You don't, whatever it is, just do what's working for you. Whatever you can throw strikes with, control the zone, and yeah, it's be it's as simple as that. Get out and keep doing it. Consistent. That's fair. So
0: you're you're going with just like the the classic hitting is hard, right? It's hard to hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, like yeah, just do.
1: Do whatever you need to. Uh, if it's using a saw, if it's using a knife, whatever. I mean, I don't think the tool that you use will really make a difference unless it's just what you're comfortable with.
0: Interesting. That's definitely a new perspective. And I like it. It's simplistic. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. there's just nothing to it. It's kind of like head empty, get up there, and pump. I wish I could do that, but I can't. <laughs> See, Randy. I'm a
1: natural, natural pitcher, so hitting like that <laughs> for me, <doing that. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I got that. Randy, what what are you thinking? Do you see what what direction do you see the the world of scuffology moving in?
2: That's yeah, that's a tough one. Um, it's I feel like everything's been kind of experimented with, and then someone comes up with something new, like the steel wool. It's kind of been going around a little bit down here with the PLW guys mm-hmm. or when they're showing up to these tournaments. And I was like, hmm, yeah, now it's interesting. And see, I look at the ball and it's like, I should try this out and see what it does. And, um, it's just, I don't know, you brought up the coup thing. It's like, I thought, you know, you see everything and then occasionally someone shows up with something that you're not quite used to.
1: And
2: mm. then, uh, maybe you won't be ready for it, but I feel like at least with the balls the way they are now, I don't know how much more you can do to it. <laughs> I know, uh, right? Uh, I think if Whiffleball Ball Company was to switch like the mold, that could open, like change a bunch of stuff. Um they did do that a long time ago and like you could not cut those old balls, I don't think. But
0: Yeah, they were so uh, thin. So thin, like paper. Uh I
2: don't know. Just hypothetically some things like that. You just never know.
0: You know, what's really interesting, y'all ever play with like the, the teeny tiny little golf ball sized wiffle balls or the uh like the, the big like cantaloupe sized wiffle balls? I've yeah. I've messed around with those and I've tried to scuff those and it, it doesn't work, man. Like it doesn't. <laughs> and I I'm not you know, I'm not an aerodynamics professor, but like it makes me wonder like what could you do to alter like the the shape or the integrity of the ball in a way that like none of us have thought of that could create something new. You know, who got me thinking about that Tom Gannon, because he was talking about how he wanted to try scuffing the inside of the ball, which I then tried to do using the dental tools and it didn't really do anything. It was just like a nothing ball, but like it, it does make me like wonder what the next like thing is. Someone's going to think of something crazy. You know what I mean? And it's it's going to it's going to change shit. So I don't know. For now, I'm liking the creativity and that everybody's got their own thing and that, like, you know, nobody's copying any one thing, like kind of how it used to be in the early 2010s. But. I don't know. Um, Randy, yeah, I'm you not said sure what you're... else
1: you could do to the ball without it being cheating.
0: Yeah, you can't make yeah. the holes bigger. You can't. I mean, do you remember the mush, You remember the mushball era? Remember that when guys were like really shaving it down, and that was kind of sketchy. Randy, you said that there were uh scuff only, not knife tournaments. Where's that going? Is that in Arizona?
2: Uh so yeah, the, the BLW league, they host a tournament every year, same thing. Mm. Um obviously the BLW is no scuff that's a little different, but the SoCal's hosting tournaments, they're all, they're scuff only. uh And then like the MLW like circuit series, I'm pretty sure they're just scuff only type stuff. So there's a bunch of little tournaments popping up around that are, they're not allowing cut. So
0: Yeah. I wonder why, that. why do you think that is? Cause like, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of in baseball, like the sticky stuff, how like, a lot of people were like, oh, let's not have the sticky stuff. And then a lot of batters came out and they were like, well, no, we kind of like the sticky stuff because like, yeah, the pitches are really good, but like also on a cold night, like we don't want to get drilled by a guy who can't control his shit. And, and that's, what, that's what a knife ball makes me think of where it's like, yeah, it's going to move a lot more, but it's also way more predictable and super consistent. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm wondering why do you think that there are, why do you think that there's a camp out there that's anti- Knife, but not anti-scuff.
2: I think it more caters to like newer players. When they come out, they I've come across it coming against new new players and tournaments, and like, oh, this guy's cutting his ball; that's cheating. Mm. Just kind of those vibes.
0: Oh yeah, so like, yeah, I, I, I,
2: I completely agree. I think uh, everyone
1: starts off by playing unscuffed, and uh, they just don't. I think once you experience the way that we all like to play cup ball, bigger bats, uh, I, honestly, like me and my brother love every type of style of wiffle ball, but there is no denying that the way we play scuff ball, big bats is the most consistent and it's just got the best feel. And I think a lot of that comes from scuffing the ball because it adds consistency instead of, instead of it being a shit show of walks and yeah falling to death i Man. mean we're the only level where you can get guys who throw strikes hit spots sequence batters throw off speed it's because the ball is cut and it just adds a fun consistency to it
0: yeah that that's. Need, i mean
1: we really need it to be competitive so
0: that's my like exact perspective because i i get into arguments with gannon about this fairly regularly because like i'm of the position that for the game to be played at the highest level you need to create the circumstances under which skill is the most like applicable like where skill has the, the the largest impact and if you're out there with unpredictable balls then like maybe one day one guy with one ball just happens to be throwing the good shit and just gets it by everyone and then in the next tournament he walks 35 guys and they lose in pool play and it that's not you know you have upsets of course with scuff balls but in terms of guys hitting spots guys throwing consistent strikes it's not you know what i mean it's it's very much like professional baseball where you have games and they're competitive and you know it's not like how it used to be where guys are throwing perfect games constantly and guys are 10 run ruling each other it's much more competitive and i think we owe that parody a lot to the new school approach of scuffing until you find something that you can throw consistently whereas gannon says like no i kind of like the unpredictability and the chaos because that's what wits is all about y'all come down on either one of those sides
1: oh yeah i mean like it, it is a little too inconsistent without scuffing the ball. I don't know. That's just – that's my opinion. I really, truly believe I've seen people who have talked shit about our style before come over and play, and you can just tell that they get it. I mean, whether yeah. they say, ah, there's a feel to it. They there's, there's just something there. It's the best way to play. It's the most consistent.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen someone go to a tournament like UIFs and come out being like, well, I had fun, but I just wish that they didn't scuff the balls. I wish that, you know, they're not saying, you know, I just wish they didn't have those big bats. Like, I don't think anyone has ever come away from a tournament saying anything like that. The uncut style is really fun.
1: It can be fun. You get a good team. Like, I know the uh, NWLA tournament, it almost has, like, a Little League All-Stars feel to it or something. There's something about it. But week in and week out, tournament in, tournament out, I just – you need that consistency if you want to have that like very professional feel or however you want to describe it
2: yeah
0: i i tend to agree i don't know randy how do you feel
2: um yeah kind of uh, definitely you know my i like a cut like cut stuff whatever whatever you is your best thing use that because i want to see you at your best but um, i'm fine like i'll play anything like if someone wants to do medium pitch no scuffs like plw i'm fine with that Uh, um, or just, just regular scuffs but maybe the 70 mile per hour like if they offer it i'll probably try and play if it's, like, i can make it work um,
0: yeah especially but, for you and me randy if it's close right like if it's yeah. within an hour or two i'll play i'll play pretty much any format i don't but, care yeah
2: um like, like, even like for, like, the PLW League where they don't like the scout and things like that, like, I'm fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I can go out there and still compete at a high level if they do, I think, even out even out the playing field with the, the miles per hour restriction. But I've been playing so long, and I just feel like I'm a good pitcher and I can evaluate hitters and do things like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll play in anything, really. Um, but – if I had to make a choice, it's, it, it'd be like the ULF style rules. Yeah. It's, yeah. I would never, I'd never shit
1: on any other form. I love, I love it all, honestly. But, um, if we're talking about what's going to be the most consistent when money's on the line or something, you got to go with the cup ball style. It just, it, it's the way.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. I've been trying opinion, to, I mean. I've been trying to convince, uh, uh, Tannic. I said, you know, I, I tell all them, I say, we should just just do the all-star game, fast pitch, scuff ball, big bat. It'd be fun. It's an all-star game. It's an exhibition. Who cares? They don't seem to be into it, but I know that their big thing is like replicability and, it, and, and having like a quote-unquote even playing field where everybody's using the same type of ball and the same type of bat, which is fine um, because they don't want guys having to pay $145 for a moonshot or something like that. And I totally understand that. But that's another thing that, for me, the variety of equipment that you can use adds, like, such a cool wrinkle. You know what I mean? Like, professional wiffle ball players go out there with all this gear, with knives and cheese graters and fucking wood planers, like, going out there with all this equipment and everything's in its place and, like, you do your thing and everyone's got their own thing and you're sharing ideas and you're you're you know trading information with each other. And it's just a beautiful thing that you lose when you're not allowing for all scuff patterns to exist. So I don't know. That's my perspective, but I do find it really interesting that you know, as I talk to you guys, you guys are two of the more successful pitchers ever that sometimes all it takes is like a scribble here and a scribble there or a scuff with the sandpaper and you can blow guys away or you could be like an absolute surgeon about it and get guys out that way. That's that's my favorite part of of scuffology. Sorry, I had to <laughs> wet the whistle there. <laughs> all right. I, I just got one more question that I want to go over during our short time together today. If... If you could face, okay, I, I, I need to make sure I, I word this cor- correctly because what I'm not asking is if you could face one pitcher, who would it be? What I'm asking you is if you could face one pitcher's scuff, like if you could go up against one guy who you know has a trademark scuff, who would it be and why? Oh, uh, shit. That's right. That's I mean, right. These are, these are the hard questions.
1: That's right. I don't know, like, anyone with, like, a trade – I mean, I know now, like, people, like, using stance ball and stuff. Uh, but as, like, an old school – I don't know. I'm I, Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to face anyone based off of their scuff. But uh, I'd like to face some old school guys and see how they cut the ball in their prime or something, I guess.
0: I like that. I like yeah. that answer man. Right <laughs> Yeah, every now and then one of the old heads pops out and you're like, whoa, like I'll, I'll never forget in like 20, I think 2014, maybe 2015, um, I played the dude from Hitsome, Uh, fucking Elvin was out there playing with his like nine-year-old kids. I was like, oh. I know you. I was like, I've seen <laughs> so many videos of you. I know you. And he was like, nah, man, I'm not that guy. That's not me, son. And I was like, yes, it is. I know you, man. So that's a good answer, man. I like that. Randy, that's a tough answer to follow up, but what do you got for me?
2: I don't know. It's at least about everyone I can think of. Um, it wasn't. It, yeah, I mean, this is like really old school type type players. Um, but uh, probably go. like There was a team, the A Bros, that was a Southwest team, really good, feel really hard. And basically, my first year was their last year, and we never didn't get matched up. But that. Because they, they were really good at that time and that was what team that I'd be interested in facing, or at least that pitcher. I don't recall the name, so uh, interesting, that's the interesting. One that comes to mind. There's a few like East Coast guys, like I never did face Bruce Christie from those days. Oh uh, that now that's you know, a name from
0: a fucking time
2: machine. Damn. I mean, this is like I've been around so long I feel like I've at least faced most people and all sorts of different cuts and scuffs and different types of balls. Another cool thing would be, like, the yard ball tournament circuit. They, it was a long time ago, but they, oh, yeah. they used their own ball, and it was very similar to the wiffle ball. It was just had diamonds, and it was kind of pre-scuffed already. Yeah,
0: what was that dude's that. That name?
2: Was what was remember. that
0: dude's name? Um, Pat. Pat, uh, oh, he died, God. unfortunately, of cancer. Shit.
2: But That would be, uh, be kind of cool to the again.
0: action ball the fucking the action ball the action?
1: Right that, that sounds familiar yeah the action the ball
0: that's the Maybe thing I'll-
1: someone could make something but to get enough of a following for it would be would be tough because at the end of the day we're still not playing with the wiffle ball mm-hmm. that we all love you know you know i want to like see uh, i want to see one of the balls that you used to be able to buy from the uh njwa website what are
0: those? oh
1: <laughs> yeah yeah man i always
0: see the picture it looks like he drew it with pencil but i want yeah. to yeah <laughs> yeah it looks weird in <laughs> look say what you want about mike palanzar that guy sold me a loco in 2008 that is a fucking brick like Rock that solid, thing yeah. is like not That's going anywhere you yeah man you could crush that thing with a hydraulic press like that <laughs> thing is tough I, there's two guys who I wish I could face, uh, and it's um, Ryan O'Shea and Ryan McElrath, who I've never faced you. Oh, really, your brother? One time your brother, one time your brother. Um, but yeah, I no, know that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we never. The truth, I really did Yeah, well, we've not played each other that many times over the years because you were doing Palisades while I was in Golden Stick, and then obviously I moved, and so we just don't have that many opportunities. But the couple times we did play, it was your brother who was pitching. Oh. Uh, okay. And I think I hit like a pop up wind assisted home run off of him.
1: But yeah, that was I, I years ago. I don't know. I could have uh, yeah I don't think, never think so man. In fast pitch maybe yard then a few times or something. Yeah,
0: we might have played in yard but never fast pitch and definitely never <laughs> since you have kind of like gotten the sandpaper ball down so that's something that I that I really want to see uh, at some point. So I guess I got to just start winning more games so I could uh, play yeah, you I I mean, later you play you later in the tournament you, man.
1: We'll be there.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I will
1: pay against Tim he actually went down to Golden Stick years ago and played against mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds about right.
1: Real early on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I might get to play, we'll see. I'm a I've officially declared free agency for both medium pitch and fast pitch. Um so I'm I'm definitely going to be you know where I'll be? I'll be at the August 6th or August 5th MAW tournament. So I'm gonna okay. try and find I'm gonna try and find a team to to ring up with them, maybe do a little audition, see if they wanna go to you with. But worst case scenario, I'm gonna just show up with some people. You know what I mean? Either way. So I'm, Yo, I'm gonna ben, be there for yeah. sure.
1: You, you guys yeah. can definitely hang. I mean, that's for sure. It's uh come make the trip and play some good old whs <laughs>
0: I'm excited, man. I everybody says really good things about MAW. The two-strike thing is very intriguing. So uh I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, having never done it before and then um i'm gonna try to make you whips this year but it's a that's a rough weekend for me uh, if i if i find the right group of guys I'll, I'll i'll make it work you know what i mean you know how it is yeah, you make yeah, it work you gotta
1: you gotta have the right group to make it worth it that's for sure
0: yeah 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 i mean there was a time where i would just play with anyone just to play uh but fucking dude 30s is like ah.
1: Man, yeah, there's just yeah, yeah.
0: commitments and shit there's like yeah. <laughs> i'll be there's like six year it sucks yeah it doesn't <laughs> suck that bad i will say there's a lot more financial stability so there's that uh and so you know as the old adage goes when you got time you don't have the money and you got the money you don't have the time i gotta fucking get some goddamn time <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right man well that's all i got for this episode is there any uh anything y'all two want to plug anything you want to mention upcoming tournaments like shout outs or anything like that before we go perfect <laughs> <laughs> i
1: think we're good huh
2: Hell yeah! This well, thanks. Shout out to all the tournaments, Like I'll, I'll try and make yeah. them. <laughs> shout out to all the tournaments. No
0: I'm not doubt. I, on any type of I'll scuffs play. i play them all. Football, I, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got my preference, but I'm not. I'm not a, that much of a purist. I'm not a. I'm not a wiffle ball like eugenics guy out here. I'm. I'm. I'm down to play whatever, man. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Well, thanks yeah. you two for your time. Y'all got some weird, oh, unpredictable you. scuffs. The next episode. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what we're gonna do. If they maybe one one of these days we'll get fucking Anthony Diddy on here and Ben Stanton those boys, but they don't wanna do it and they wanna cry about it. So instead, I got used to on here. Thank you for the conversation. This has been Shut Up Stein, and what you're about to hear are the wonderful sounds of Benito Thompson.